the woes of winter are here for this trip to Nintendo Land. Alex O'Neill and everybody listening. We indeed, as we hit the (laughs) October, the month of October, that is actually November, because that's when we're recording this. That's just how it goes sometimes. But we're here to talk about Nintendo. Our fault. Nintendo puts their games out at like the middle point or end of the month, and we have to play them. Yeah, exactly. So, or, 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 or in my in my regards, attempt to play them because there's one game I yeah. really wanted to play, but unfortunately did not have much time to play. But we're gonna try and talk about all that stuff mm-hmm. anyway in this uh, trip to Nintendo Land. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Mike Burgess, and as I said, it's Alex O'Neill. We're back for our monthly Irrational Passions podcast, all about Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Each month we do here. Uh, you can watch the video version on YouTube, or you can watch, or you can listen, excuse me, to it on various podcast services. Um, but we're here. Video version's hot, though. I'm going to give a pro Thank tip you. to the, the people listening. The video mm-hmm. version is great. A, Mike does a great job editing. B, we both have put a lot of work into our like visual setups. Yeah, yeah. We've, to look we, yeah, pretty we're, good. Yeah, we're, look, we're, look, we're looking visually updated, I can I can say more recently, as I real-time, yeah. as I real-time fix a crop <laughs> for the Hell video yeah. version uh, as I'm looking at it. That's the video that's, version, that's the, baby. That's the production value I bring here. Real-time, real-time <laughs> cropping in this that's video game podcast. Because I for the finally did some... Um, some fun stuff in OBS to make that all happen. But here we are. Um, yeah, but video version. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I enjoy making that just because I like making video stuff and I always try and put some fun, extra little tidbits like footage or trailers and things like that for news or gameplay of games we were playing. Um, but yeah, um, the woes of winter, as I mentioned is here because there's, you know, it's, it's always that time of the year, right? Where now it's like the news, news is kind of coming past, but now, now video games are coming out. But like, you know, Nintendo has some stuff coming out, right? We have some, we do have some games to talk about. Mario Rabbids came out. Um, Bayonetta 3 came out. Harvestella is there. Um, But I I don't think either of us played Bayonetta 3. Uh, But there was definitely a lot of uh, interesting discussion about Bayonetta 3 through the month of October that we'll get to in the news, unfortunately. Um, But something else, not specifically video game related, did happen in the month of October, Alex O'Neill. And I, mm-hmm. even though it was a very big talking point uh, throughout our Nintendo Land uh, podcast, I immediately forgot it happened. And then was looking <laughs> back through like stuff we could talk about for news. And I was like, oh, right. A trailer yeah. for the Mario movie dropped at the start of October. We got yeah. our first look at the Super Mario Brothers movie, the Illumination one. They did like a direct that you know gave us a trailer and kind of just had Miyamoto being like, "Hey, we're doing a movie. Here it is, finally." Um, yeah. And yeah, we got like us. Uh, I think you know, you know, broad scope first. Like you know, if I'll let you get specifics, well, but like, I kind of, I kind of was pleased by that trailer. Like it was not like mind blowing by any means, but it was like, okay, yeah, like okay, maybe they do know what they're doing when they're making this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But but what did you what did you think about it? I yeah, I really liked it too. A it's it's gorgeous objectively mm-hmm. it looks awesome and it's i saw a lot of people sharing the sentiment of like we've never seen the mushroom kingdom look this good <laughs> yeah yeah it's fair certainly point. not in a video game yeah um just like in the detail you know it looks like a ps5 video game style like it's like super detailed animated like um but yeah i, I liked the vibe i liked 
the characterization obviously jack black as bowser was like the thing i was the least worried about that's the thing they started yeah. with that's great yep that's, Very, yeah seems like channeling maybe like some classic bowser but i'm i'm hoping and because it's jack black i i feel pretty confident saying like that they get into like the paper mario and the mario rpg kind of characterizations of bowser as like mm -hmm. kind of a goober yeah um, just because that's like the most fun um but yeah i you know we got three seconds of a voice and it's all anyone wanted to talk about but i honestly <laughs> am not worried about it type yeah deal. yeah for sure it's it's you know I th I think it's because it was like that whole deal of there was so much build up before this you know and everyone gets in their heads about it I definitely I definitely will say I definitely did because you know you hear him say things yeah. Chris Pratt say things like you've never heard anything like this before yeah <laughs> and then you, and then you hear it and it's just like it's like Chris Pratt's normal voice with like a slight New, slight York, New York accent yeah. tinge or t a slight New York tinge to it. And I was just like, you're, as soon as I heard this, okay, fine, sure, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, so like, I'm sure it'll be fine. But like you said, like everything else in the trailer was like really great. Like Jack Black, Black, Jack Black Bowser was really good and as to be expected. And then we like, that was definitely the main focus, I would say the trailer, right? So mm -hmm. that was really fun. And then just like little seeing all like the fun, like actual Mario, like enemies and characters, like also being more emotive and seeing Kamek like introduce them was really fun. Kamek was super good. Yeah. Yeah. Kamek was like really great. And I'm glad they're also like making them, including those personalities more right. Like not just having this, these core Mario characters be there all the time, but being able to like have toads be toads and having, you know, Kamek and all these different, you know, goons of Bowser also play off of that. Cause like you said, like some of the best stuff when it's come to like Mario games and stories and characters were, those Paper Mario games and seeing them hopefully trying to evoke some of that in this where, you know, you have those moments where like Bowser's enemies are like, it's, it's a living, you know, like <laughs> yes. having those dumb moments where they're just kind of like they're kind of over it. And Bowser's just being Bowser and being a, a, a goofball, but like this weird goofball that's their ruler at the same time that they don't really take seriously at all um, mm -hmm. was always really fun. So I definitely hope there's there is some of that as well. Um but yeah, that, that's kind of all we saw. Like, I'm sure we'll we'll get some more because that's like what April, I think, or my April, yeah. I think I might be misremembering that, but um, I think I think yeah, April next year is when it'll be here. Um, we yeah, are, we're we, going we're going to go see yes, it together. Yeah, that's <laughs> we already we already we already did. We said that online. We were like, we we will go see that in a theater together, and then like probably do something after to record that for sure. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Yeah, um, we'll probably be the two oldest people in the movie theater, <laughs> almost uh, certainly. Or, or, Hopefully. or, or with like, or it'll be us and a bunch of parents and their kids, <laughs> and they'll just be yes. like, and they'll just be like, who are these? Or are these worst weirdos? case scenario, it'll be a bunch of us and also thirty something <laughs> nerds, just like <laughs> yeah. no one else. Ugh, awkward, yeah, that's also very uh, possible too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, it looks good. It's an it's origin good. story. Uh, origin story is, that's right it definitely it definitely has that vibe people were like this is like a boring thing i'm like all right guys let's <laughs> this is like a hard thing to ask anyone like make a mario movie with like characters that are good like yeah let's just the easy route let's yes. stick with that i think that's fun mario that means like it's interesting because we don't get stuff like uh koopa kid or potentially not the koopalings i hope we get the koopalings yeah that's that'd like be one fun. thing that they haven't said that or like Bowser Jr., you know, like a lot of those things I imagine 
wouldn't be here, but we do get Cranky Kong and Donkey Kong, and I'm really interested to see if yeah, like when how they show up. There's like some acknowledgement of like a history there, maybe because the you know in theory Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That I'm I'm really interested by that. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's that's a good call out for sure. Like, w- how are these other characters gonna be involved at the end of the day? Like, we don't know. Like, we saw like a little bit of a tease at like of like Luigi and some kind of spooky place being chased by dry bones. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. there's kind of like a whole thing where he like, gets like a vacuum or something or like some nod, like new Luigi mansion nods would be really fun too. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very curious how they're going to do that. Like we didn't see princess peach at all. So we really don't know like what they're going to do with her. I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I hope she's not just like a damsel the whole time distress kind of thing. Like no. it's possible, but like, who knows? Like maybe they'll pull a, like, you know, she can, maybe they'll pull like another, again, once again, you know, from the, pulling from paper Mario, like there was a whole lot of arcs with her in those games that were very fun. Or even if she was kidnapped, she was like capable and kind of, you had these own moments where you played as the Princess Peach and like, they were very fun and good. Yeah, um, that's what I'm hoping. Like, good. A lot of it's presumably Mario shows up, meets Peach, makes a bunch of friends, great time. Then Bowser shows up and kidnaps Princess Peach, right. um, as you would think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, after that point, I'm hoping there's like a lot of great Bowser Peach scenes with the two of them, like interacting, her trying to escape multiple times, stuff like that. Like, yeah. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, it could be really could be fun for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely curious what, what how else they're gonna what else they're gonna put in there. For sure, like there was tons of cool imagery in that trailer, and like the like a poster they put out as well, where you could see like a bunch of like like buildings and signs, and they were using stuff from like the actual games, like pulled straight out in the in the world and stuff, which looked really cool. And yeah, I'm 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 pleasantly surprised at how above and beyond it looks. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll have to wait and see once that movie's out. But I, but I, but also like. You know, to your to your point where you said like you know people were like it's an origin story like come on man like it's <laughs> this is a, this is gonna be a movie for children like it's like yeah. you know it's not gonna be we're not gonna see this huge character arc from Mario that's gonna change the face of the world you know so yeah that's totally so yeah you know, that's kind of my expectations obviously so yeah exactly um, it'll, it'll just be a fun time and I'm totally okay with that um in unless unless uh fun news the two stories we have here mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, are not are not the most uh, fun. One is a follow up to kind of the labor disputes and things that were going on. Um, we can we can just kind of actually we'll just kind of go over that real quick because sure. you know it, it did happen you know a little while ago and some of these news stories are have been ongoing and they happened kind of earlier in the month and now we're we're definitely coming a little late but you know they've been they've been gone over so we won't try and belabor the points too much here but you know. Uh, starting off here, like we said, uh, in a couple previous episodes, we talked about there were labor disputes with um, a contracting company that worked with Nintendo, mainly their like QA department. Um, for basically, with this dispute, it was basically um, Nintendo settled their dispute, so to speak, and paid. It was it former Nintendo game tester Mackenzie Clifton will receive twenty six thousand dollars in back pay and damages as part of, as part of a settlement with the game maker, according to the file with the Nintendo our national labor relations board. Um, so that happened that I'm reading here from Steven Totillo Axios. I think you originally broke this. Um, mm-hmm. Basically. Yes. Nintendo is going to be paying that the D here's more specific details. The settlement signed by Clifton and lawyers from Nintendo of America. 
Uh, and contractor contracting firm Ashton Carter calls for twenty five thousand in pay and int- and interest and one thousand in damages. Um, and they will have to be uh, also for Nintendo and Ashton Carter will be required to post a notice about workers' federally protected rights at the entrance to its product testing department for sixty days. It will also email it to all members of the team. Um, mm. So that's that's also here as well. Um, but yeah, this, this was, you know, like we said, was kind of something we talked about the last couple of episodes where there was a lot of, you know, talk of this and McKenzie kind of broke it all of like, Hey, Aston Carter, you know, working there was tough and they did not. And she brought up, you know, apparently labor was brought up to Doug Bowser or she was one that brought up to Doug Bowser about, you know, talking about unions at Nintendo and their QA and stuff. And, apparently it was not really like in the meeting itself, it was kind of not brought up a big deal, but then apparently afterwards, um, the, the contractors for Nintendo came after her and eventually it led to her being removed. They used other reasonings for that removal. Like they were saying, like, you know, they were tweeting about things that maybe revealed like games they were, they were testing or working on that broke NDA. So they fired her, but it was really not that at all. Um, yeah. Because you can go find those tweets. Like I think they're even linked in the article we have here, um, and that they like do not reference anything at all that would uh, put her in those claims. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly now she is being paid <laughs> a bunch of a decent, a little chunk of money. So clearly she, they were the companies were at wrong. Um, and you know, hey, this is you know, you know, at the end of the day, I think there's still a lot of work to be done in at at this probably at this in this QA and probably a lot of gaming companies in general but this is like I think another moment where it was nice to see a big win for laborers and workers in the game industry like kind of get get some get some uh get a win more or less yeah I'm curious if this is going to have lasting impact on how Nintendo treats contractors I wonder (laughs) if they'll be more careful about stuff like this going forward Mm -hmm. I hope but you know I'm I'm sure we'll probably revisit something like this like six months from now and, and hopefully we'll hear that things have gotten better. Like at a situation like Rockstar where we heard a lot about that place and then nothing for a while and then it's like, oh, it's gotten it's gotten a little bit better there. It's like, okay. Yeah, they've been good. they've been figuring it out and kind of writing the ship for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I yeah, I agree. I hope I hope we hear that soon. Because it always is always a sad thing to hear when workers at these companies and they are they are being treated wrong and also like especially like ones we're passionate about and they're probably obviously very passionate about because they went to work for these companies and studios and now they're being treated like garbage yeah um but yeah um next up we have another um madness this all happened in the month of october and it was complete insanity um yeah this was madness for um, real yeah this this was all it was like it wasn't even it was like just like a week too, right? Like I feel like it was it was the last week of October. It was like the twentieth through like the thirty-first, basically. Right. Okay, got it. Yeah. But basically Bayonetta Bayonetta's voice actor, uh our actress, Elena Taylor, um, put out a video on Twitter. This was kind of the start of it all. And basically it was kind of going over like why she's not voicing Bayonetta for this game, Bayonetta three. It's uh Jennifer Hale has stepped in. And basically, she, she in this initial video said that like, hey, I was only offered. Well, I forget. It's actually I forget this four thousand. I was for the whole game for the whole game, 
And she says, you know, this was a disgrace. And then I put it away and like, please boycott this game. She went too far to say boycott this game. And that obviously led to a huge strife on, on you know, Internet discourse because she put this on Twitter. So, of course, the perfect yep. place to start a whole online beef uh, for sure. Certainly only getting better in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, boy. But yeah, that, that kind of came out. Um, and there was a lot of, you know, whole, whole bunch of madness came out, you know, the people started attacking Jennifer Hale, even though she had no freaking like clue of like, she, you know, this did not actually truly like involve her in any way. Like she was like, go out to steal the role from this, this person. That's just, you know, yeah. it was unfortunate, just internet reaction of just her being attacked. Um, and it can be a Kamiya, you know, platinum games, of course, being Kamiya blocked a billion people and then apparently had his account. Uh, like uh, suspended, suspended I because he, I guess he was banning so many people at once. Like they they tagged him as like a bot or something. I think was what people were saying. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was all insanity, of course. Um, and then he also made like you know tweets directed at her that were like, "Hey, this is, you know, hey, this is not the full story. You know, this is this sucks." Um, and then, you know, this led to a whole bunch of things. Like, I'm, I actually I have an article I'm kind of skimming here because there's just a lot yeah. of stuff to this. Basically, Jason Schreier picked up an article at Bloomberg then that was like the the contract documents that directly contradicted what uh, Helena was saying. Yeah. Uh, and then and eventually Helena came out and said that she was offered four to five thousand dollars per session up to five sessions for the game and then mm-hmm. she declined that and then they offered her four thousand to five thousand for a cameo single session um and declined that uh and then a, a bunch of like i would say you know character assassination type stuff happened around helena where we found out that she like supported like blue lives matter and yeah. uh oh anti-trans God. legislation and then Everyone just left. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're just absolutely like, nope, jump shit. We're out. Band of three, um, baby. Let's go. Like, yeah, for sure. It, it was yes, it was an insane like turn heel, and then uh, it, yeah, it just all happened. Like, it felt it feels like it happened all so so fast, and they were just yeah, like, it did. It was like you know Sunday. <laughs> I think those no. tweets come out. It was like over the weekend. Yeah, was people, Saturday people, or Sunday. People are, people are like you know. Yeah, and it immediately turns into people being like, "Oh, we, I, I can't buy Bayonetta three now, but I, but I want to support, you know, this thing. This is such a like a niche franchise, like it shouldn't go down." And now, yeah. like, I don't, I, I'm really curious to see, like, you know, Bayonetta is not a huge franchise, but I'm, I'm very curious to see what'll end up being the actual like sales and performance of this game because, like, you know, at this point, reviews have came out and everyone seems generally positive on it. I think it's, I think it probably is going to do fine overall. But I think you yeah. know, it is the challenge. I think it is also the other challenge of like there's just so many games coming out right now, and we'll we'll get into that once we talk about all the games we've been playing. Yeah, I it's it's but, a bummer because like yeah. something like this only hurts a game like Bayonetta. Yeah, that for sure. like only the people that found the people that heard about this were the people that cared the most. You know, yeah. only those people were affected by this, uh, and it's a bummer. It's a bummer to know this like about the voice actor of Bayonetta. And how like not great this all makes her look. Yeah. Um, and then like that overshadows like the larger conversation about voice actor labor and, and how they're 100%. often underpaid. Um, 
and it, it kind of like uh, monetizes itself on that like controversy in a, yeah. in a very manipulative way, and it's it's a bu- big bump. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely. That it definitely. I was gonna say that was kind of a big point for me of like it, it, it more than anything like just like I think sucks more for voice actors in gaming now, Brett. More than like if if this video game sells sells super well, uh, you know it, you know because I think I think platinum will be fine regardless of how well or good Bayonetta does, but you know, this, this will only affect voice actors trying to leverage, trying to make money. And like, you know, I think there was a good thing of like people like having their kind of eyes open to like, Oh yeah. Like you're these iconic voice actors like coming out and, you know, who've been all these cool characters, video games and, you know, cartoons and anime just being like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's not a lot of money. I here's how much money I made for this. And then, then, <clears throat> just seeing like oh geez that's like that's that's kind of rough in some ways but also i've seen some that are like you know what that's actually not too <laughs> bad but sure. maybe, maybe that's just you know hey who's you know everyone's making different wages and different things in their lives so it's it's a it's it's i think it's just you know i think it just it's unfortunate that that had to be the uh actual kind of downfall from all this was it, i think it just is going to hurt those people trying to voice act in games and get the get the right pay and also like you know the, i know there's some unionization in there that that is that is uh tough and i think there's i think there was also an aspect of that to it as well um where i, th- I think she's in a uh union or um but I, I can't remember there's a lot of stuff going on in that exactly but um <clears throat> yeah I, I think it was just a tough a tough situation yeah and in a muddy, it's always muddy when like the first thing that comes out is very not true. Yeah. And then it's very quickly hit. And it's like all that energy that we had right at the beginning just stops. Yeah. Uh, and we, we missed the point right from the get go. basically. Yeah. yeah, it becomes, yeah, it becomes yeah, something else completely. And we kind of lose, we kind of lose the actual, what the actual important uh, narrative is here, which is like voice actors should be probably be paid more than they are. Yeah. Um, it's very unfortunate. Uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, I don't know what much else there is. I think everything's, everything's kind of been said about it t- to this point. Yeah. So like, uh, if I'm just f- frankly honest, I don't feel like talking about it too, too, too deep. Yeah. But it's, it's a bummer. Yeah, for sure. Um, some minor things, um, the, the little, little quick news, news hits here. Mario party one and two came to Nintendo switch online very recently. So both games, the game at the same time, which was a nice surprise, I thought, just because they they said all three of them are coming. So I was kind of fearing, like a lot of I think a lot of people were fearing that like, I were to get one in November and then two in December and then three and maybe like January February, so we would have like three or four months of just Mario Party Mario games Party. and no other Nintendo Switch or or N sixty four games. So I think this yeah. was a good move to just have both of these. Maybe December they'll do a different game and then maybe like. Uh, January they'll do Mario Party 3 or something and that probably makes yeah. me also think that they might do that with um I think they said Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 are also coming pretty soon so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe those come both at the same time as well yeah agreed so that's pretty cool um the Pokemon um hype cycle is definitely we're I think we're in the midst of it for sure I'd say and I actually really like what they're they've been doing so far like if, if I don't know if you've been following it too much, but a lot of a lot of the things they've been doing is like putting out these little teasers 
a specific for a specific Pokemon and introducing them like by like showing the parts of the world of mm-hmm. like Scarlet and Violet. Like the first one they did with with was Bellabolt, which is like the weird little frog electric Pokemon that looks like a weird grimace from like the McDonald's yeah, grimace right. character. But he's like yeah. a weird little green blob. The whole the whole introduction to him was alongside one of the gym leaders you're going to face in the game. And she's like a she's like a streamer, like J-pop kind of star. And she like streams and like it's like the whole intro to this thing was like like this little video where she's like pretending to be like some, you know, you have like a little 3D model of her like pretending to be streaming to this crowd. And she's like introducing herself and like talking about all the all this Pokemon stuff and electric Pokemon. Like she has like big like Magnemite buns in her hair that look pretty cool. She's a cool looking like character design. But it, it wrapped with them introducing this Pokemon through that, um, which was fun. And then they did it again. Like, um, I think it was right around Halloween time. They introduced like a little ghost dog Pokemon called, called Graveyard. I think it's just like Graveyard or something. It's very it looks like a, he's like a very like one of those dogs that have like a bunch of hair covering their face. And he has like a little candle on his head. Um, but they kind of did this cool little like sneak peek of like, you know, it's it's, it's almost kind of creepy because they like. It's like a, this perspective of this kid going through this, like, you know, nighttime kind of like, you know, sort of woodsy kind of plains area. And they're like talking to themselves just like, oh, what is what is around here? And it's like dark and spooky. And you see like ghost Pokemon jumping around. And you see a Gengar like running around. And it's all like this. Like, I did little, see this video. Yeah. Think, and, then, yeah. and then at a certain point, you just you just see like a little candle and it's, the dog jumps out. And they're like, oh, it's a dog. And they start playing like the you know, first persons are playing with the dog. And then the whole the whole thing with the Pokemon, I guess, is like you, when it's playing with you as a dog, it's draining your life <laughs> as a dog. So like the whole scene is just the kid being like, "All right, I'm helping you out. Let's play fish." Uh, uh, you know, and it's just like it's the kids are getting tired, and then then you just see them collapse first person, and the dog just like looks over them and licks their face, and then it just like goes to Pokemon gameplay. You're just like, Jesus Christ, that kid just got murdered. What the f- what the fuck, like. It was kind of dark, but like it was fun and like weird and different, like in a fun way to like introduce this own separate Pokemon and the and like a bit of this world to us. Um, and now there's one going on actually right now. Um, while while we're recording this, they just um, Pokemon the Pokemon Twitter tweeted a link to a website, and it's just if you go to the website, there's just like a it's like a chest with like a little like gold coin symbol on it. And like, I, apparently it's been like, it's one of those things where like, I guess at some point it'll open because every, if you go to the website and just watch it every so often, it'll like move and kind of bounce around and do things. And so I'm assuming some Pokemon will pop out of that chest at some point. Or it's a chest Pokemon. Whoa. It could a be. Mimic. Yeah. yeah. The eyes, yeah, the eyes, the form. Ch- it just grows, it just grows eyes. Yeah. It could be something like yeah. that for sure. Um, so, so yeah, I just, I just, I've been enjoying that kind of stuff because they've not really done that before. Where like a lot of it is very typical um, gameplay trailers and like overview trailers, which they actually have been doing that too. But actually, I've also appreciated them just like trying this different approach and giving the all the like you know the stars of the games are obviously the Pokemon. So like giving a little spotlight to more of these Pokemon and revealing them this way, I thought was, I thought has been very fun. Yeah, um, it yeah. seems like they're really starting to figure it out too. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a preview of Pokemon because people got to play. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that did happen. I watched Scarlet those Violet. too. 
Um, I watched the the GameSpot preview. Yeah, I like this. They have this auto battle thing where you can yep. just like release mm-hmm. your Pokemon and they'll just if, fight. Yes, and get experience. Yeah. They'll get less experience, but they'll they'll just like they'll take just a little damage and auto yeah. battle. Because that was definitely a big question I had, and it took them to finally see these previews because people went and actually played it to finally see someone the an- the answer get be be answered of like can you just throw a pokeball at a pokemon and start a fight or and catch them like an arceus and it was answered that like you can throw a pokeball at them and start and initiate a bat like the battle stuff works like arceus does when you want to start a battle where like you can throw your pokeball at it with or your pokemon at it it'll start the battle or you can even throw it from behind them them you know like catch them off guard and you'll get like an extra attack or something so you can't do that stuff but the catching without battling is seems to yeah. not be there. So that's so no you know, stealth catching, no stealth catching and other catching mechanics that were in our sister there. Now it's just, you, you have to, you have to start a battle and then weaken them and do that. And I, and that's, that's fine. Cause like you said, the other, the other part of that is the auto battling stuff. If you like kind of just want to battle and kind of get, God, to, get through it quickly, nice. it, that seems, it seems pretty nice. And it also seems like there will, there'll be like mecha- like specific moments where you have to do that. To like do the thing because that was like a part of the preview is like you know one of the main quest lines is like yeah, what seems like it, like they haven't fully I don't know if they fully said it but like it seems like there's like the star team and that's like your kind of yeah. quote unquote villain team that like they, those 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 teams become less and less like villain like over the <laughs> franchise which is fine but yeah. like it seems like a, that, that those auto battling things will be a big core of that because they have these zones that you go into that are like their controlled areas. And when you go into them, you will have to like, you know, there'll just be a bunch of trainers and Pokemon everywhere. And you have to like run around and like auto battle, like all these Pokemon in an area or certain time to like get initiate, initiate like a bigger battle or something like that. So that sounds interesting. That sounds that sounds really cool. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm very excited for this game now, like cause, because now we're, we're hitting that and like, we you know, it's November 5th. We're recording this and you know, we'll be we're less than week away probably by the time this comes out or pretty close to it mm-hmm. um and just it just is always it's looked better and better every time seen it you know there will be obviously you know things i'm already kind of expecting like you know uh, the switch limitation hard on, on the limitation of the hardware it's probably gonna be present and there's that game's probably gonna be run not great in some spots but i can i'll i'll suffer through it i'm i'm still very curious and how co-op will be and just playing the game with other people and just being able to explore a world and just everybody be running around in it and see how that is. I definitely think that's still one big question I have how that, that'll all work exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just like, I, this feels like they're taking a lot of steps to make the world more yeah. immersive. And those are the things that I like in Pokemon the most. Yeah. Um, 100%. And so I, I'm, I'm stoked to just like have the squad. You can have the, the one Pokemon just walk around with you too, which yep you weren't able to do in a lot of like the other more recent 3d games yeah, and, and, it, and it like didn't really matter as much where i feel like now at least with like this idea of auto battling like it could matter which pokemon you have running around with you because yeah because you can be like go yeah good. go fight go fight <laughs> go, hom- go. homie homie go fight you know yeah please go fight homie um yeah. that seems great the co-op drop in drop out co-op seems fun if if like you can do the things that you should be able to do in, in co-op yeah. which i'm expecting that you'll be able to do half or less of them <laughs> yeah uh, right. but that you know you know baby steps here uh but yeah it's just like the third person perspective for the whole game and and all that i'm i'm stoked for yeah yeah for sure i i'm very excited to just 
have that game and like you know be able to explore a open world Pokemon game. Finally, I'm just yeah, yeah it's, it's it's here and it'll be it'll be very fun. And you know, say what you will about these bicycle Pokemon. Uh, hey, we're getting we're, we're getting we're getting around, baby. Um, we're getting around one, but like I like that they are something that you just interact with right away yeah. and traverse with because that means like whatever the real legendary Pokemon of the game and the story around yeah. them, they're it total seems mystery. Like, it's, yeah, for sure. It seems like there will be some kind of. I think clearly one of those three story arcs they've been teasing is clearly more around like some other, some other kind of legendary Pokemon we may have not seen yet, maybe multiple legendary Pokemon we just haven't seen yet. And like this mystery. And I think that's a cool way to do it. Like yeah. you said, um, I'm, I'm stoked to see because, because like I said, they, they have been doing a lot of fun marketing stuff, but they've also kept a lot more under wraps than they have before with previous Pokemon games. Cause I feel like even by this point, um, I don't actually for Sword and Shield they didn't reveal the the starter evolutions too much uh, before the game came out, but a lot yeah. of the previous ones they have like definitely revealed a lot more Pokemon that were like new Pokemon that are going to be in this game um, already, and they have revealed some for Scarlet and Violet, but I feel like there's just a lot we have not seen yet of this game, um, and that's that's exciting to just have this kind of bigger bigger game, clearly bigger Pokemon adventure that we've not had before still be completely fresh and we've not seen a lot of yet yeah really really stoked really stoked as well um but yeah that's that's all that's kind of all we had for the news unless you had anything you had thought of i missed but i think that's i think you know again it was it was lightish uh as but but that's usually how it goes when we're yeah in the in the months we're like oh yeah now video games are just coming out they don't have video games to announce yet yeah because now stuff is coming out because uh, like we news had, will happen again next month, you know. Yeah, true. Um, and that's you know we're that's because a bunch of games came out for Nintendo Switch. Um, you know we had uh, Mario Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, we had Pennsylvania Three. You said Harvestella. There was a bunch of other games like you know I've been playing that are not necessarily Nintendo adjacent, but you can sure play them on there. Like yes, Overwatch Two. And Persona some other you playing Persona Five? That's right. The, Finally, the, the dream is the real. The first Persona game came out, indeed. So yeah, there's a tons of games to talking about. The word be definitely talking about a lot of games. So why don't you just go ahead and start with you know what you've been playing with Persona? I before we do that, we I want to okay. address yeah. because there was a thing that we didn't talk about. I don't know if it was last episode, Splatoon Three. The which I finished now. Oh, nice! Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The the boss fight that that yes. is a, a spoilers if you don't want to know. Yes, I, I think everyone who boss. knows. <laughs> everyone who knows at this point knows. But the, a the final boss, but the the boss that is big man that is the Manta fight from Super yeah, Mario Sunshine. It's so good. Being, in that game is buck wild and yes. i lost my mind when i saw yeah, it yeah you just you like it made so much sense immediately as it happens it right? did because you're just like oh oh the man all oh, right of course you because at that point you had already fought in the two other like part of those group right you fought like uh the shark lady the shark little girl and the the uh the other lady i forget their names pyre and fry fry, fry, fry and, and something else yes fry and a normal the other person has like a normal name yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we're forgetting the names again, but yeah, but then you know, of course, you get that. And it's like, oh yeah, big man shows up. You have to fight big man, and then he, you know, 
transforms and it just becomes the the weird manta ray from Mario Sunshine. That one level you have to spray and then it turns into minier mantas and you're just going. It's just like, oh my god, this is this so is fun. brilliant. Like this is perfect. It just makes so much sense. Of course they're yeah. gonna do this. Uh, that was yeah, that was very fun. Um, but yeah, the the final boss battle was nuts too because you literally you know in space in space. <laughs> fighting Grizz, who's like the, the boss of the Salmon Run mode. And you just hear this mysterious voice, and it makes a lot more sense because if you, if you look at the... When, before um, you go... Before you actually... if you Before you go and beat him in that fight, if you go into Salmon Run and look at the little, like, statue you interact with, it's a statue of a bear. <laughs> and yeah. it turns out he's just a... You know, Grizz, Grizzly Bear, he's a, just a big, huge, like, mutated bear who's been mutated by yep. this weird fuzz goo the last the of the mammals yeah. yeah it's the last of the mammals because that's the rise of the mammalians was like the whole little bit from yeah. the whole thing and everything's fuzzy and great reveal great reveal and then the, the fight's really fun because it straight up feels like a mario galaxy level on another mario reference because splatoon does it a lot to be fair but um yeah it's straight up just like you're on this rocket that got like shot into space um and you it like you while you're fighting him like the little parts of it just entirely rotate so you have to like ink it and like swim uh, swim and like stay on it to to, to c- continue to survive on it and it's just it was a really cool fight um yeah and then definitely you, one of my favorite bosses in recent memory and then you get in a mech and fight him yep and then a giant you, mech which yeah, is pretty good yeah you fight him with you also fight alongside the the original boss of the original splatoon the, D, yeah. the dj octario or his name was very yeah, it was, yeah it's very very fun uh finale to that game uh, yeah again it, just everything about that game feels like they hit their stride with it Th- there was also the first splat fest mm-hmm. with that game since we talked about it which i just loved how they did like the city at night yeah and, like yes those are the, always the super concert fun. is happening i had not seen that like i don't know if they did stuff like that for splatoon 2 yep they did it, um, they did it for both both the original splatoons uh, and like it's really fun because like when you if you go there like a day or two before the splatfest starts they even like do like the full-on like they like have like part pieces of staging and like buildings all over the little area cool. like they're building it and then yeah and then obviously when you go in the actual days they have the whole performances and stuff this one is definitely more elaborate than the other ones where they have like the flying like little uh, like Stage. stations in there that they're dancing on and you can see like yeah. big screens like they are similar stuff in the previous games that one was definitely the more elaborate one they've done always which was really cool yeah, yeah it was very cool just the presentation of that game is yeah. is extremely good and i'm very yeah. impressed by it uh yeah. happy i finally finished a, a splatoon game yeah um, i'm right there with you um it was a great time um, I, I haven't gone back too much, although there is another split. The next Splatfest is coming up and it's mm-hmm. like poke. It's like a Pokemon uh, crossover because you like pick your favorite starter type as the theme. So you pick water, fire, or grass. So I might That's jump cool. in for that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll play for that. That's a, it's a nice thing. You can just jump in for a weekend and then be yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, but just want to mention Persona 5. It's out on Zona Switch. I, I have not played the Switch version, but it, I have, I've checked in with people who have. It is good. Uh, it is more like akin to like the PS4 version of uh, Persona sure. 5 Royal, which is fine. You know, it runs at 30 FPS. Yeah. I have been playing it on Xbox, which is on the Game Pass as well. If you know, the best deal in gaming, go out there and get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, 60 FPS, very good for nice. that game. Just makes everything, which is very nice 
elaborate animations for everything it just makes it all look so smooth yeah um nice yeah definitely jump in if you've not played it before it's on pc as well um very excited for for that game to be available for all and the persona 3 and 4 are coming out in january um so those are oh, far cool. away at all yeah yeah that's cool i didn't realize they were that soon finally um, finally persona is on switch yeah you can rest yeah easy. rest rest easy joker joker and smash ran so persona switch could finally fly like what yes. four years later <laughs> yeah i mean the thing is like <laughs> you know, you i, I do feel like that was a that was a big part of it right like obviously yeah. that did that did well for them and and sakurai worked hard to get that and yeah uh then i i imagine that led to a lot of backroom conversations that got us here so yeah 100 percent um that's that's pretty good I, i'll give another one another shout out here to mm-hmm. a game i've uh, that is on Switch, uh, but I've been also playing Xbox on Xbox thanks to Game Pass, mm-hmm. um, and it's on my mind recently because I just beat it like a day or two before uh, we recorded this. And that's Plague Tale Requiem, and that's the Got sequel um, to uh, Plague Tale Innocence, uh, which I actually also played that early this year. And yeah, and I and I, I would say for that first game, I enjoyed it. Um, definitely was not a perfect game, um, but it's clearly like a good first game from the studio who like clearly like we're going for a much higher production value game, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and this follow-up definitely ups the ante. Um, I would say, I would say a good way to put it. Cause you know, personally for me, these games are very trying to echo the PlayStation formula of like kind of the walk and talk third person action games, you know, like there's kind of not a way to, talk around that they just kind of are riffing on like naughty dog games, right? Like it kind of just plays yeah. like there's a lot of similar crossovers and similarities to stuff like uncharted and last of us in terms of how you like are playing the game. You have these moments where you're walking slow. These very big, epic, mo- epic scenic moments. The game is very, very visually impressive. One of the best looking visual game, visual pieces of video games I've ever, I played this year, like straight up. Uh, I wow. played, I played it on Xbox series S um, so that means it could look even better, which is impressive. The, there's a cloud version on Nintendo Switch. Now, I will say I did not play that version. Cloud games in general on Switch, I know, are very hit or miss. So I think, unfortunately, if it's your only option, play it there. But I would recommend maybe if you have maybe a PC or something a little stronger than the Switch, uh, I, I play it. If And I would say if it's more of a thing. If, if you like that first game, I think you can you can get a, you can enjoy this game. Um enjoy this game and be um frustrated in the same ways let's say um because because there were a lot of there's a lot of similar moments i feel like i remember this in the from the first game where like there's a lot of really good moments and insane weird moments but also there's a lot of moments where you're playing the game and just like this puzzle just like does not feel fully thought out or i think Mm. they were maybe thinking you were gonna have more things in these moments uh, that I clearly do not have, and maybe I missed a lot of things because they were maybe not portrayed to me as well. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe these, maybe like, you know, they try and make you more capable in a combat sense in this game, so th- now they're going to try and throw more combat at you, but maybe they actually shouldn't have shouldn't. Uh, done yeah. that, <laughs> thrown that much combat at you. Um, yeah. But like, you know, th- there's moments like that that were like frustrating for me, but I think a lot of the good and interesting moments uh, weighed, and especially kind of the end of the game, was um, really surprised, like kind of not uh, surprising, but like in like uh, a good way that was like, you know, a closing for these characters. 
um, that I actually kind of liked more than I thought I would. Um, That's good. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's yeah again a very visually impressive game. Uh, there's there's some weird ridiculous moments. Um, I, I would say like it kind of has a slow start because um, you, you I'd say you know we were going to do a viewpoints this game but unfortunately we rest did peace. do a viewpoint yeah we, we did yeah, say we did do one we did do <laughs> and one and it, it got borked yeah okay? that, yeah my audio <laughs> got messed up things reset and update and i so I should have double checked things and didn't is what it is um but um the early parts of the game are very much just like your feels like you're just playing a much prettier version of that first game there isn't really a it really doesn't get to a, uh, like later in the game when you have a little bit more tools and kind of the, the, the story picks up and kind of uh, changes a little bit and you kind of like get stuff revealed that it really starts to pick up, I think. Um, and I, I, I do want to talk about a little of it. So I'll say spoiler warnings for stuff, but kind of, kind of the whole premise of it is, you know, it takes place a little bit after the events of the first game. I forget. They didn't really give you a specific time frame, but at least seems like maybe like, you know, month or year, few, few, maybe like a year or two, um, the game kind of opens with them kind of sort of on the run and you're kind of, you know, obviously the boy Hugo still, you learn that he has rat powers and is like tied, tied to this, you know, plague that has overtaken this, like the parts of Europe they're in. Um, and basically it is like now following him where he goes more or less. And they're trying to figure out how to save him. Um, and the opening of this game, he has like this crazy dream sequence where you're like, you're like playing as him and you're like chasing after this like big red phoenix bird on this island. That's like you're just like what in the world is happening right now? And he's and, it, and it's like this weird like vis- it's a really cool like visual moment for sure, where you're like chasing this bird through this area, and then you know it, basically it's like saying like hey we need to go to the, we need to find this island, and and it turn and you know and <clears throat> trying to and then trying to find this island a whole bunch of stuff happens where they're you know the the mother and Hugo are are the the daughter that you play as Venetia and Hugo are kind of end up having a strife with the mother and the other character they're having with. So they eventually split up and you, you know, cause they don't believe this Island exists. It turns out the Island exists. Um, <gasps> and then, and it's the Island from lost. <laughs> yeah. Polar bear shows up. It's weird. Smoke Super monsters. Weird. Um, I mean, there is some weird stuff about that, that does happen on this Island. Um, sure. but that, I think that was where it was interesting, right? Cause you, you hear that and you're like, okay, that's, that seems like that's kind of the, the start and that's kind of the, the end goal. But you actually get to the Island and like, there's like a whole like almost second game that starts up in this and you meet like more, you meet like different characters and those characters actually like oh. join you on, on, you know, like kind of this quest. Like once you're on this Island, like find what he's, what he's like getting visions and things, voices talking to him as, as this crazy boy connected to this thing. Um, and, and that those parts are really cool because like these characters are more capable and you can like direct them to like do things in in the game where like you know you have this guy who's just was a knight and he has a big sword and shield you can just go like hey I, instead of like you know sulking around like a, like a tiny baby and I <laughs> you know can I'm slinging rocks at dudes or you know maybe I will be lucky enough to find a single crossbow bolt for my crossbow that you barely get to use it's kind of a bummer um but then this, you have you have like the scene where you're playing when he's on your team you can just be like hey go fucking fight those dudes and he'll just, <laughs> he'll just, he'll just run in there and he'll just fuck them up and like, excellent but, but like it, it, there's like a cool a cool thing of like you know he can be overwhelmed so if it's the thing where it's like there's like four dudes over here and he goes and he, like he kind of needs like your help to fight alongside him and i think that's like a cool way to do that right 
Yeah. Of like he'll start fighting dudes and then while he's distracting them, you can just kind of go, you know, you know, like you have moments where, you know, if you remember from those first games similar where there's like bigger knights with more armor and you have to hit their weak points to like break off the armor and it makes those parts like make more sense and be more fun when you have that sure. dude with you. But obviously when he's not with you and you still have to fight those dudes, it's like, well, that's this is kind of uh, not fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. So that so like there there's a lot more interesting stuff in the later part of that game that I enjoyed. Um, and then, and also some of the story stuff was way more interesting because you like meet these characters on the island and, you know, there was this whole order that was, you know, a part of the first game, right. With the crazy Pope. And I, and yeah. I actually really like how they kind of portrayed this. Cause you know, you first, you know, this game kind of does a lot of the, like you, you go up to places, it seems super nice. So everything's good. Turns out everything is not good <laughs> and it gets bad <laughs> really fast. And like, that's like the whole f- spoiler. That's all case. This fucking Island too. It's like, it gets worse and worse and pretty fucked up, but it's interesting. Cause like you meet these characters that are like, at first you think they're like, Oh, they're, you know, the order's not here. It's this, it's this remote Island. It's not a big deal. But it turns out these guys are more or less the order because they basically got what these they basically have ruins on this island that were a part of that order. But they have, you know, seen it from this different perspective that they're like this different kind of thing. And like they see this as like, you know, the order was like, you know, using this plague to control stuff. They see that as like this is their savior or like coming to save them kind of thing. So it kind of it twists that like storyline in a little bit. So then it, it kind of turns around into this, you know, kind of fight again to, you know, protect the kid from these people. And, you know, they for a while, you think they, they're not really on to these two kids, even though clearly when they showed up, a bunch of other horrible shit shows up. And a, a, and eventually, you know, the fucking rats show up on the island. Of course, of course, the rats show up, up on the island. Right. At so least there's, it sounds like there's some time without the rats. Yes. They're like when you've kind of there's a, there's, a good, there's a pretty good stretch. Like, again, like. Again, I think it's really when you get onto the island for the first time, there's like a really good stretch of like, you're just kind of walking on this island again, like you meet like those, you meet some extra side characters as you're like going to the island and are on the island and they're with you. There's like actually a really cool section where you're like, there's just like a big, you know, it reminds me of those moments in these more recent, you know, Uncharted and Last of Us things where there's just like way bigger environments. You can just walk around it and just find stuff cool. and like, you know, have these little moments where the characters like see a thing and they're like, oh, yeah, this look at this. You know, this is cool. What are these people about? Like, you know, and there's there's a lot more of that stuff, which is really nice. And again, the game looks so visually impressive. And like some of the, some of the visuals at the end are like so amazing. Like, like they're like they're like, you know, crazy, like, you know. Dark Souls, like crazy giant red sphere in a red sun imagery that just looks completely insane, like an otherworldly cool. in, in a really cool way that I was not expecting. It's at the very, very end of the game. But um, um yeah, but yeah, I it's really cool. This. Yeah, I'd say like if you like that first game, it's it, I think I think you will enjoy it. I th- I, that's my ultimate thing is like if you like that first game, o- OK enough. I think this game like improves enough um over that and has some cool moments that i think are good and i think the end the ending is interest interesting but i will say again spoilers because it's not fully clear but i think they kind of teased a next game another game but okay. i think the game is gonna be, be a trilogy it's no it's not i don't think it's gonna be a trilogy because it kind of teases like it might be in the modern day 
Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so so maybe that it's hard to really tell from that thing because like literally all they sh- literally all there is is like it's like a five second clip of like you see like a blue cloak and like it looks like he's like somebody maybe on like a on like a doctor like you know you hear you hear like a, you know one of those like beep beep like kind of like in a doctor's room sort of like things i forget the name or whatever it is but then like it's sure. it's like heart a, yeah heart monitor right um but you basically see like this like slow pan of an arm like in this blue robe and then when it gets closer up the arm you just see like the black veins of the of like the macula or the, the stuff and then it just it just cuts and you're just like okay i guess i guess it's maybe the the, the modern day because like there is like a whole storyline of like you know there were there was a a, a protector and a per, and a person with this thing before the 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 people you were like before Amici and Hugo and they are kind of also like a little bit on that island or like following their footsteps in a way you kind of learn okay. some some of that as you as you like adventure on the island um, so yeah they're they're they build out the world a little bit more in an interesting way um, so yeah I enjoyed it um, at the end of the day but um, I definitely again if I think if you like that that first game and like tolerated it or just tolerated it I think you could enjoy this one a little bit more but also know like there's still gonna be some there's a lot of rats there's a lot of rats running from there's rats a lot of combat there's a lot of there's you know a lot of weird you know stealth moments um so that can be a little awkward sometimes like that first game still um, yeah sure but um but yeah that's that's that was uh what i played um what else what else have you been playing alex o'neill uh I, I mentioned i did play some overwatch 2 on switch let's hear it even uh, but just a little bit of Overwatch 2 in general. They just announced the new uh, next character. It's coming the next season. Yes. It starts in December. New tank. New uh, tank. Did I forget their name? Uh, it, or something? Yeah, it started with an R. I think it was like Re- Renata. Ramatra. 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 I think that is correct. Yeah. Um, he is a, he's cool. a robot JoJo character. And I will not hear yes. anything else. Another Omnic character. Apparently, it was teased in the, at yeah, the very end. I had to go. I had to 2019 go, thing. Yeah, I had to go look that up because I saw people Me too. posting that. And apparently, yeah, like one of those like Overwatch like archive events that they used to do in the first one, where it was like mm-hmm. a little like story mission. There was like a story mission where you beat it, and it has like a post credit scene, and it's yeah. like Doomfist talking to this robot about like him wanting to save his people and joining the bad side basically and you and he like does like the bad guy cloak reveal and you just see him with his crazy robot dreads and it's like yeah. oh okay sure so seems that's cool. happened yeah yeah uh, yeah he, had a, he has a really cool look cool design he has like a staff of some kind and they said he has sounds like, like he has a shield yeah yeah it sounds like he has like a he's like a dual mode like he like switches modes where he has like a sort of like protector mode where he like he said he has shields but then he has like a like a like a battle mode or whatever and then he he's in the battle mode he can like he has like he's way more mobile he has like punches and stuff so i'm curious yeah. how that'll look they didn't really yeah we've we not didn't, not gotten a gameplay reveal yet but yeah uh, but, it'll but, be out in december but yeah i was gonna say we we had a viewpoints where we we talked a decent amount of overwatch um but we also had like some more stuff about overwatch come out like we had the halloween event so i'm curious like where where you're still at with overwatch like now it's been like about about a month since it's come out like what are you where are you how are you feeling yeah i i think i'm in like a little bit of a frustrated position with it just because and it, this is a sentiment that a lot of like the the hardcore overwatch community has has been talking about as well of like i like to play support 
and now support has become the hardest role to play. <laughs> um, and like because there are so many characters that are dive characters, as as people will say in Overwatch, where it's like their kind of job to peel off and and really focus down a, a character. Like the characters that you're focusing first are the supports because they're right. the weakest links. So it's just like when you are playing support, you are constantly on the offense and defense. Right. You have to know where you are very, very well. And because there's just less people to protect you, it's just a lot harder of a job, depending on like con- contextually, like what support you are and what tank you have with you. Right. Um, so I think that's been a bummer. It's definitely something I felt. Uh, and we talked about it a little bit in the viewpoints, but the more I played, the more like real that became like if you're a good support too, like the better you are at being a support the more the enemy team is going to focus you yeah um and it it is exhausting (laughs) sure yeah that's fair um because that's like the role i like to play it's the role i enjoy the most i like the versatility of those kids the most but that Mm -hmm. had let did lead me to playing some of the attack and, and tank more uh and and definitely having a good time on switch you know i was playing mostly support because i felt like i was playing in handheld mode uh mm-hmm. so it was it was a little rough to to aim and shoot uh <laughs> with those analog sticks in an fps like game that's very fast paced yeah um, for sure but i was you know i was impressed by how well it ran how good it looked still nice. um it was it was a thing of like I remember Overwatch One came to Switch, but I didn't think Overwatch Two would come to Switch for some reason. But no, it's yeah, it's there. It's, it's there. I'd say comparable to that Overwatch One version. Uh, it's steady. The connections were good, and it was nice. Like the reason I bought booted it up was like, oh, well, I, I kind of wanted to just play this in bed. Uh, I didn't want to stream it because it's the first person shooter, um, and it has cross save now. So might yeah. as well just download just it on cross Switch. Cross save and play it. Yeah. Yeah, and all my stuff was there and, and all that worked fine. So I, I was I think that's pretty cool, just like conceptually as someone who enjoys that game, being able to kind of jump around like that. Obviously yeah. Destiny does stuff like that too, but yes. Destiny's not on Switch, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I, I feel pretty good about it still. The the Halloween event was great. Um love that it was all ladies. Um, just very, very good vibes, very different than like, this is like the sequel story to Junkenstein's revenge. Yeah. Uh, the, the bride of Junkenstein, very fun, just a great idea. Um, and yeah, the Halloween events are always like very silly. This one, I, I really like going through like Eichenwald as like a medieval style village, uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in the spooky era. And then like Moira jump scares you. It's, it's. I I appreciate. Thank you for giving me the jump scare warning. Yeah, the like, morning. There's jump scares in this daily strip. Just give you that and that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And similar to you, you were like, we were talking to our destiny friends of like, wow, this would be this could be something cool where it's like you get a squad together and do like the hard mode. Yeah, and like yeah, execute I, yeah. on it. I I yeah, like I legitimately want to try that now because it's it was one of those things where I when I remember back playing Overwatch one in 2016, that's mainly why I played it. That was kind of before I ever played destiny and was Mm -hmm. into destiny, which is like, wow to think about now. But yeah, like it really, it really was like that moment of like playing this again. And also like, I was like watching some streamers played and like playing the, like they were like squatting up and doing those higher level things and like being like, wow, this really is just like a destiny strike. 
or like playing mm-hmm. a playing a grandmaster nightfall on the destiny strike of like having to coordinate like more and like you know knowing knowing the role you're playing knowing like where to place your abilities and stuff that all looked just like really fun and like i wanted to want to want to try and get that experience um f- from that too and it, it was just exciting to see that um and just the potential of that for from overwatch um in a way i a way i didn't i like finally made that connection again of like oh yeah this could be that and it, and like it could be that destiny uh dopamine that i can get when you play that in-game content but like in a slightly different skin with some mm-hmm. you know with the cool overwatch characters in the world of overwatch because that was always the thing i liked about overwatch personally was like the, the world and the lore and the characters and stuff were always uh really cool i thought yeah very cool and and i i'm excited where like that story seems to be going to yeah um yeah, it is just one of those things of like boy I would really love that single player. That would make Overwatch yes. 2 feel yeah. like Overwatch 2. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah, for sure. There, That is definitely uh, the thing with it. Yeah, I, I would say, like, I, I'm in similar uh, vibes with you with Overwatch in terms of, like, I do like the game a, a whole lot, Overwatch 2 specifically. Um, but it, it, I think it really just comes down to being frustrated as somebody who, like, does not have a lot of people to play with and just mm-hmm. jumping in solo and having to rely on com- a completely random matchmaking system to like join you because I, I I don't really do go into the competitive uh, playlists. I mainly just stay in quick play, um, and that can be like such a crapshoot of people to play with. Where it'll either be you can immediately tell when there's a coordinate a much more coordinated team you're playing against because you're just immediately get steamrolled and or make no progress in a thing, and it can just kind of be no fun. Or or you can just kind of tell when you know you you're 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 kind of playing and your teammates are either newer players or players who are not familiar with like playing roles and roles in a team game in an fps and are just kind of trying to play this as an fps or you know playing a tank role and not actually playing a tank role and just trying to you know the 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 classic overwatch joke of seeing a reinhardt rush ahead across from his entire team and run away from his entire team or watching watching characters try and solo an entire team, a DPS character trying to solo an entire team, and spam need healing while they're just getting instant murdered and stuff. Like, yep. there's you know all that stuff is still totally here, and it's like it's, it's always that wild thing, right? It's like Overwatch has been going for six, seven years or longer now, and people still just don't get that. It's kind of wild to see sometimes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm I'm still having fun with it. I I've I'm I am pretty much just kind of sticking with it. I think now at this point because there is that that hope and and anticipation for what the PVE really ends up shaking out to be for this game. And I really yeah. hope it's. I just I think I'm just at that point where it's like I just hope it's not like a thing where you know we're like you know fast forward to a year from now and we're like Overwatch is two's one year anniversary has happened and we're finally getting PVE. I'm hoping it's maybe like. You know, maybe maybe season three in the spring. Maybe that's when we'll start seeing some PVE stuff hit the game. Like I, they really, I don't think they've really given a time frame, for, as far as I'm aware. But who knows? I feel like if it happens, it'll be after Diablo Four. Um, okay, when, when just is... just which is early or first half of next year, I believe. Okay, that's yeah, that's possible. Uh, I, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to that. And yeah, and I'll be curious, you know, that uh the new hero looks really cool. I like his design. Um, yeah, 
I'm again, I, I mainly play quick play. So I, that usually just turns into me just kind of doing like the daily challenge, weekly challenge kind of stuff. Cause now it's obviously free to play and you're just running, you know, weekly events. So I just jump into quick play and just pick all roles for the fastest ones. And so more times I understand your sentiments of playing support <laughs> and just yeah. being targeted or no, or knowing that from the other end, right. Of like knowing like all we need to do as a team, as like your DPS and tanks is target one of their, their support roles instead of just blindly fire, like, you know, blindly firing just everything, everything at this tank who's constantly being healed. Right. Like sometimes that's all you need to do to, you know, turn the tide of a game and people just kind of don't do that sometimes. And, and it can be a little annoying, but that's the world of playing a multiplayer game with complete randoms and no coordination, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it continues to be overwatch. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, there's some other sentiments around, you know, it's shift to free to play now compared to the first game, which I agree with some stuff people are having frustration with and some things I'm kind of like, eh, eh, whatever on. I think like the big thing is like, I think it's a bummer now that there's kind of not an elegant way to just earn some stuff for free. Yeah. In a way that's like, feels good. Cause like the, the nice thing about that original game, even though loot boxes were, definitely you could spend a bunch of money on that and not get what you wanted. And where now you, at least you can spend money and get exactly what you want, which I think is always a good thing. But now there's like, you know, now if I can go to go to spend money on currency in this game, which I haven't yet, maybe someday there will be a skin that gets me to do that. I don't know who knows. Um, but like now, but like, you know, there's a bunch of skins and cosmetic items that I will literally never want to, purchase with this currency because it is so finite so yeah. i, I kind of want them to maybe have that you know again with you know again you know making the destiny to your connection i'm sure there's an equivalent to this in plenty of other games where like just have some second current another currency that is like free and you just earn it over time by playing a bunch of games or you know doing other challenges and then that currency can be used to maybe like buy certain things um mainly because there's so many skins that are like from that original overwatch that are in there like the majority of the skins in that game right now are still just all the original skins from the original game so it's either so there's either the one side of like people who you know no life and play that still play that game up until overwatch 2 came out and have everything unlocked in that game so like they don't really care or there's like people like me who either lapsed or completely new players are, are just like not going to be able to touch any of this stuff which I think, so I think they just need to find uh, uh, something for those people. Cause I think like at the end of the day, those are going to be the people that, you know, could potentially stick around if they had those little, you know, care, care on the stick. Yeah. I think they should just do like a, a bright and grim style system that destiny does like just have a loot box that you right. can, you can't buy them. You just earn them. Every right. time you level up, you get one, you just get some stuff, potentially some currency. Like, yeah. I it just yeah it just doesn't make sense the way they have it set up. It's like so so expensive for some of these skins, and yep. like even compared to something like League of Legends, which when I heard that there are like seventeen dollars skins in League of Legends, I was like, that's egregious. Yeah. That which has been the case for years. Yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. That's the, yeah. I would say I will say that like the thing this these skin prices are comparable comparable to is another and why it's probably is those prices is something like Valorant. Where Valorant, yeah. 
like the skins in Valorant are about that price. But I want to say they are also very different too. And they are also not skins that have been in Overwatch one for like four years plus yeah. where, yeah. where there's a lot of those skins that are that like expensive as the new skins that you can now get in Overwatch two. But you know, people had those for years and now they're just, they're just, you know, there's, you know, why not just at least like they should have discounted them a little bit. Cause they are older skins, especially ones that are like, you know, there's like the purple and blue tier skins. Like, yeah, I can't imagine there are people that are going to be like spending a bunch of money to buy those. Right. So like, yeah. why not just give an option to like, at least like unlock some of that stuff. Like, come on. Yeah. It's totally right. And yeah, it's definitely weird. Just like that. You go into the shop and it's like $26 for a like skin bundle that gets you like one legendary skin. And then like, two cosmetic things that you'll never like a spray yep. and a keychain or whatever yes and it's like all right because yeah because exactly because <laughs> they have to make those bundles like those, those bundles are clearly made clearly made already as the game is out because they know people are not just gonna go directly buy that stuff so i exactly. think they, they just have to kind of give up and give some way to at least earn that kind of basic stuff um, yeah totally for sure but you know is what it is you know it is you know, that's kind of the 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 tides of a free to play game. And now it's, you know, a live service game. And I will say like, at least it's just kind of nice seeing overwatch back, even though it's, yeah, even though like, you know, there's also the obvious tumultuous uh, blizzard stuff that's still going on. And that's such a bizarre company. Yes. But I, but I put at the end of the day, like overwatch was something I, like that got me into like blizzard stuff. Like I never played any other blizzard stuff prior. Um, and overwatch was kind of my first real, uh, introduction to them and i've always liked that game and i like the universe of it and i'm happy it's they are continuing it and and it seems like it's doing fairly well like the you know i think there was definitely a lot of worry of that but then you know because we have that inner circle of internet discourse of like what is overwatch does it even matter does like you know it's the same exact game Did people even want this and then you, you see that one side but then you see the other side of like we had 25 million players already <laughs> it's like well there you go it's like they're good oh, yeah yeah, okay. they're fine. They're fine. Uh, I will say it does not feel like the same game. Everyone yeah. that keeps saying that, I agree, is being silly. Yeah, and I I understand. They, play, they played like four matches when it came out. And went like, okay, yeah, and then like never played again because like it is yeah, it, it is it, definitely. I will agree. I agree with you. Like it feels like a it different just doesn't game. Feel the same. The pace of of the things is, is different. very different. It's fat. It's much faster. There are it's like much more aggressive. There's a lot. There's you know. There's a lot of the characters that were in that original game have changed um, a decent amount. There's characters. There's you know. There are some new characters and like those characters change up stuff because that's like the whole conceit of it. So like I agree. It is. It is not the same game. Yeah. And it, it does feel like they've put some thought into those changes, like, yeah. especially in the tanks, like, and, and a lot of people, it's been fun just like watching a lot of Overwatch videos again and like mm -hmm. what people who play a lot think of it, yeah. similar to Agreed. like a lot of the Destiny videos that I watch mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> and reading Overwatch patch notes again, which has been fun. Still not nerfing <laughs> Sojourn yet. Don't know when that's going to happen, yeah. but hurried up um, or not hurried up because I like how Sojourn she's fun. Yes, which is very good. Uh, but like how like people point out things about Kiriko, who's like the, the newest support, how she was designed for 5v5 in yeah. a way of like she has this kind of safety net of this teleport that is like very much fits the style of the aggressive thing. And when you start like actually listening to people talk about those types of details, I think you will gain an appreciation for how different a, a game this is. Yeah, agreed. Uh, definitely agreed. It's a different game and 
I'm still enjoying that game, but it, but it can still ultimately have some of the problems that first game did, uh, yeah. for better or worse. Um, needs needs work. It's it's evolving, ever evolving, but yeah, I still think it's it's all right. Yeah, it's in all right place. It is indeed. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep playing it. We'll probably talk about it. We'll probably maybe maybe uh, next week we'll we'll have some time to play that new hero. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, another another thing I've been doing recently, uh, I just want to give a bunch of shout out because like a bunch of games have come out, but you know obviously there's you know a lot of the big games like again like Overwatch we just talked about, um, you know Splatoon, um, Bayonetta, all these bigger games. But there's a lot of smaller games I've been playing too, uh, mainly for view for the viewpoints. So go to YouTube.com/slash Irrational Passions. You can see a lot of those that I've done. Some of them are Switch games, some of them are not, but there's definitely a bunch on there. That I played, but I also uh, recently started uh, reviewing video games for another video game website, Gasp, uh, and that is Nintendo World Report. Um, it's another Nintendo-focused uh, website where they review. They do some video stuff as well. I probably will have video over there at some point. I've not honestly, I've not really been quick to that, but I played a couple of games for them. They are also games you actually have talked about previously on this podcast, and also um, through viewpoints like little little Noah. I played through. Um, through then and had a lot of fun with it and reviewed that um, RPG time, the legend of right. I played the switch version of that um, and played and uh, actually completed it. I didn't actually uh, complete it on Xbox. I uh, only played it b- way back in the day, but I played through the switch version to completion. Um, I will say, unfortunately I did not like it kind of, oh, it kind of was uh, um, a second time through. I was not enjoying it as much. Like it kind of lost a little bit of that luster and kind of mm-hmm. lost it after a certain point. I think I think the thing that was kind of grating on me was like it doesn't do enough like with RPG in the name. I was kind of hoping, you know, as we played in that viewpoints, you see like you start to get a little bit more um, kind of freedom to do things and look around, and explore. But like it really does not let you do as much as I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fairness, I think that is because like it is clearly a game. It's probably for a younger audience and like has a lot of kids in mind because it's very, you know, very very silly and you know cute and whimsical kind of feel to it um and i think it just gets bogged down by a lot of text boxes after a certain point because i'm just like that's that just does not stop (laughs) and it was kind of just getting too much for me um so it's it was still fine at the end of the day but i think it was just um something i wished long in the tooth long in the tooth i wished you know they would have done a little bit more in the game play aspects of it and giving the player a little bit more agency in it. Um, and then another one that, um, unfortunately I did not like at all, even worse, uh, that that review, I think like just came out, um, was Eterna Noctis. That is a, mm. it's a Metroidvania. Um, it was, it's actually been on, on steam for a while, but it came to switch recently, like it just released on switch and I do not like it at all, unfortunately, because <laughs> I, I, I'm somebody who I, I would consider myself like somebody who enjoys them quite a lot. I, I would say like you're probably one of the only few people I know that likes them probably more than I do because you've, you've definitely played a lot more. But I'm I've, a sicko. But I, def- <laughs> but I definitely have enjoyed my fair share um, as well. And this one, man, it was just it's just it's pretty rough. Um, even it feels like one of those games where like the if. For some reason, they like bogged down the Switch version online, but it feels like they did it more than they needed to because mm-hmm. I went and looked at the PC version and like the PC version looks like fine, but like the Switch version, like 
the load times are rough. Like think about it like like this way, right? Like you play a Metroidvania, and obviously your your hit points when you hit the maps, and you you have your screen transitions. You know, even back in like Super Metroid, right? You have that moment where you like you shoot a door, and then you, you know you you hit the door, and it does like a quick little like side swipe to that thing. Think of that. Think of every time you do that in a Metroid game, but now add like a fade to black, like five to ten second load every time you Ugh. do that. That's that's a turn to darkness, and it, it it just kills the pace of that game. And I went and looked up the Steam version. It's definitely a little better on Steam because obviously that can vary on like you know what what power your PC is. So it's probably definitely a little better there. Um, it definitely looks really muddy. Like they put like some kind of I think visual filter or resolution scale kind of thing on it, maybe on the switch version that just like makes it look so muddy all the time. Like it's just, it just looks not great. Um, and then on top of that, like just, you know, the combat really is not that interesting. (laughs) Like it's kind of going for that kind of edge Lordy. Like it, it feels like in the vein of like, you know, dark souls obviously is extremely popular and, you know, there's been so many Metroidvanias that have gone for that dark, edgier style and trying to evoke that. And some have done it very well. And this one, I think, is also trying to go for that. And it just does not <laughs> do it great at all. And it, like the story it premise it throws around where it's like, you're you're, you're chaos and you you have been in this internal battle with light and you lost. And now you have to regain your powers and continue that eternal fight. That's literally the story of this game. I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. And it just like kind of does nothing with it. And like the characters written written like one of the most edgelordy things I've ever written read in like a while <laughs> in like a not fun way. Like it just it, like it. It, it feels it 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 feels like in some ways it's entertaining. I, I said this in the review. Like some ways it's entertaining because he is so edgelordy, but then like and he acts like how he's almighty and powerful. But then you like go start playing the game and you like run to slime and you can like die in like two hits. <laughs> and there's like it's it's just like it's just so bad, like how they do that stuff. Um, and then the most egregious thing that I that really just kind of turned me off and was the thing that kind of made me go like, yeah, I don't want to play this anymore. Sorry, reviewers. Uh, having a fully fledged review of this game, I just I just couldn't do it. Was that you know again you know ev- evoking that Dark Souls s- style of thing? The obvious thing, right? That they all do is when you die, you lose your experience. You have to go get it back. Dark Souls does it fine because you know you know that stuff stays. Or, or the main thing is when you if you keep if you just want to like not go back and get it, you can just go fight other stuff and gain experience, right? Turn yeah. this, you can't even do that. You literally, if you if you're like fighting stuff, you do not gain experience until you go back and get that thing, or you have to try find a find a point where you fast travel to. Like if you get killed and that thing gets left, you have to backtrack to a fast travel point, take that point all the way back to the start of the game where this character is sitting that will like re restart your your like ability to gain experience essentially weird and it's just and it just it kills it kills that entire game right because you think of like a metroidvania like my favorite thing about a metroidvania is the ability to explore and find things get new abilities ex- keep exploring and and where this game is like i had multiple times where it's like oh cool i got this new ability let me start doing stuff oh wait, i just died and now i have to now i have to like go all the way back and find this fucking soul again and backtrack a bunch of times and then back or backtrack through multiple little screen transition loads to get to get to where I was. Mm. And it's just, it's just, it all kind of stacks up together. It just stacks up and it's just, it's just, it was, 
bummer to play a bad one of those games in a genre I like a lot. But you know, yeah. this is how it goes sometimes. It was I did it to myself because they, you know, I for reviewing games they just send me a list of games they have codes for and they go, hey, which one want to try? And I just went, and, you know, did a quick search on a lunch break one day of, of during my job and just like when like oh the game looks kind of oh it's metroidvania okay i like metroidvania so then i just played i was like oh no what have no. i done what have i done not like this <laughs> so, yeah yeah you, you know it is what it is on that one but um but yeah but yeah i'm gonna but nintendo report nintendo report that's been fun writing stuff again um yeah check them out check check those out Read those I'll, reviews. I'll, I'll probably have some more stuff there Get Mike those nothing, clicks. Nothing, nothing. I'm not working on something immediately, but um, I did get another list of codes. So I might pick something. We'll see. Uh, it's going to get busy around here in these parts. Um, but um, other than that, <laughs> the game I actually really want to talk about, I unfortunately got to play not much of, which was Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Sorry, Mario yeah. Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I bought it. I downloaded it. I even bought the like full on DLC expansion collector's edition edition, whatever gotta get that rayman whenever yeah i was gonna say they did like they did put out like a little like you know actual like sort of uh roadmap kind of thing that like showed off like there's like the next three things where like the next one is like looks like it'll be some kind of like tower challenge thing that they're doing and then the next the next one will be like another story thing with like a new character that's like a new rabbit character and then the thing after that is like you said i'll be you play it looks like rayman will be in the game uh, in some way and you'll play as Rayman, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I've heard the game's really good. It's you know, um I, I've definitely heard nothing but good things about it, but I just have not had time to actually sit down and play it. Um some of it's my own doing because it's when I've had time to play it, I just try to play other stuff and yeah. I feel bad. But you know, I will get to it. I will say next episode I will talk about it for sure at length. Uh, once or well who knows actually because <laughs> Pokemon's coming. But you know I, I will get to it at some point, I promise. A lot of RPG time. Hey, I if I got to Fire Emblem Three Houses this year, anything is possible. Yay, good point. That's that's, that's fair. Um, but that's that's all I got. So what have what have you been playing? What else have you been playing? Uh, Anything, Alexonio? Last two things. Uh Shovel Knight Dig review discussion with myself and Jared Green coming soon. Nice. Excellent. Uh, we had a great conversation. I really, really am proud of that. I think we crushed it. At the end of the excellent, Jarrett was like, "We crushed it." So I was like, "Cool, all Hell right." Yeah. <laughs> Jarrett, 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 seal of approval on that one. That's nothing but good. So yeah, um, yeah, I got some B roll to to that. So I'm I'm working on editing that. Yeah. Um, that was great. I finished Shovel Knight Dig as well since last time we talked about it, and I did the secret route, um, mm. which I can speak to now, which I would like to speak about. Do it for people who don't want to know. As a fair warning, spoilers. Uh, spoilers a lot of a lot of casual spoilers in this episode okay um but it's okay you know we gotta talk about video games yeah we gotta talk about um, games i don't think it's gonna hurt your experience with shovel knight either so the the whole shovel knight dig secret route kind of starts with you know the little owl guy um that's kind of hanging out near the mm-hmm. uh the hole if you jump on him and push him down into the hole you start the seeker out. Boom. Oh, nice. You're in That's it. cool. Um, yeah, which is really cool. I love that kind of stuff. In it, basically, the, the goal of that route is to collect all six gems in one run, um, which means you have to go to all six levels um, mm. in one run. 
which I didn't expect and I was like really surprised by because like, you know, Splunky 2 does a similar thing of you kind of have a choice at mm. one point of like lava area, jungle, you know, and you don't do both in the same run. It's always going to be a choice. Uh, in this, it's like, okay, um, find uh, the owl uh, somewhere in that first area. That's just the first part of it. And then in the second area, you have to like buy an item from the shop and that will let the owl break the little golden drill that gives mm-hmm. you items at the end of every level. So for that second world, um, you don't get the golden drill except for the first level, which is a cool like little extra challenge to it. Um, and then uh, Mr. Owl will use, he has a name, I just don't remember it. <laughs> uh, it's like Artius or something. Um, uh, he will use the golden drill to like dig through like the broken path at the end of one of the levels and let you go to the other world two level and then you're doing those two in a row and then you know other things you have to do per world uh to essentially zigzag your way through all the levels and fight all the bosses um and then you get a screwdriver a magic screwdriver that lets you um break the big drill that is chasing you uh, which shows up in the final boss fight so you just like chuck a screwdriver into it um (laughs) and it destroys the floor reveals like a whole new level and then there's like an extra level that leads you to uh the true final boss uh which is just like perfect it does not run very well on switch unfortunately because there's a lot going on on screen but the final boss it like kind of brings the enchantress enemy villain back from uh uh, or the sorceress, I think, is what she's called in in Shovel Knight, brings her back from from the original Shovel Knight, um, and it's just like this big monster mech that you are like constantly digging through tons and tons of dirt down. So it's just infinite digging, and like Shield cool. Knight's there, and she's like jumping up and like grabbing like blocking drills that are coming from the left and right side and the owls like flying around there's like tons of stuff happening it's super epic the music is crazy it is such a wow. like a fun it's not like hard either it's more of like a you got here so like, like just have, we're just gonna cool go nuts. yeah, yeah really we're just cool. gonna have this cool moment and it's really good i was like it was so worth like i it took a lot of tries to get the the run right um, and it was so worth it. Like I, I've done it a couple times now, and yeah, I, I just really think it was an excellent, like little pin in the in the final like story of that game. And then like it kind of, if you do all that, it kind of reveals like, oh, this is a prequel to to Shovel Knight. Oh, um, cool. Which is cool. Uh, and it, it 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 recontextualizes that game in a cool way of like, oh yeah, like Shovel Knight and Shield Knight did go on fun adventures, you know? Yeah. Yeah, good time. Um, but yeah, that's that game is great. Um, I think it is really, really excellent. It's definitely one of my favorite roguelikes that I've played. Um, certainly on Switch. Worth your time. I'm sure it will come to other platforms eventually, and I will probably buy it there again just so I can do the final boss at maybe a better frame rate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then there's like extra challenges that will unlock after you do the ending. Um, either I think the the true ending or like the regular ending that are like pretty interesting of like um go through a whole level without jumping um uh dig through 100 pieces of dirt in a row which was a fun one to figure out how to do you can do that in that like final boss fight pretty easily right um but 
I did it like outside because there's some some things in the fourth world that that you can kind of do do that with, um, and those will unlock additional alternate versions of like shovel knights uh, shovel upgrades. So like that'll give you a different drop attack, that'll get you a different aerial attack, that'll get you a different like standing attack, and all of them are cool. actually pretty cool, um, and and definitely like open up some different gameplay styles toward the end. Uh, of the like you know when you're just kind of collecting things right um but yeah i i really really love my time with it um i think Jarrett was like yeah i'd give it in the seven to eight range and i was like yeah i'd give it in the eight to nine range so just about normal for where we're at (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah really really impressed by shovel knight dick just the music the presentation alone so good yeah that's Uh, cool that's cool to hear that's 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 like honestly a lot more than i expected out of that game and that's cool because i i played mm-hmm. i played a, i played a little bit of an on steam deck uh, and have fun but i've I, i've not gotten that deep into it but i definitely want to after hearing all this stuff i do i may go get more into it i definitely want to just kind of like binge a bunch of roguelites on that thing because i've been downloading a bunch one i would really like to talk about um that i think you would really like to is dome keeper but it's not on switch and i've been having so much fun uh, with that okay. one because it's basically like the basically take steam world the, the the gameplay of like a steam world dig one or two where you're just digging or even or you know shovel night dig where you're just digging a bunch but you know you're doing it between a waves of enemies that you're protecting the a literal dome from monsters it's it's cool. really it's, it's really fun it has a really good yeah. like pace and vibe to it that i really like um i've been playing that and uh i don't think vampire survivors is on switch yet either but that'd also be that's super fun. Um, yeah, that's what I've been playing on there, roguelite wise. One day, um, one day we'll get to talk about it. One here. day, I know. I keep. I, I've had multiple conversations about the Steam Deck with other people as well. Of like, obviously, I would love to play a, a lot of these kind of PC only, pixely, smaller games. Yeah, and that could just be my vehicle for doing it because I'm not. I'm probably not building the PC anytime soon. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'd like to, but it's just like not a thing that I'm passionate about in yeah, the same yeah, way. Yeah, no, I yeah, totally, I totally get it. I would have not, I would, I would have not have a built PC that I'm recording this on now if it were not for like wanting to do video production stuff. Really, I, yeah, I, I would I'd be in a similar boat. But um, but um, Steam, yeah. the Steam Deck's been really nice because it's I've become less and less interested in sitting here at a desktop to play games on but I still want to check out those games um, that are mainly on PC. And I thought it's been nice having the steam deck to just be like, I'm going to da- delete all these roguelites that I've really wanted to play for a while and just download my steam deck and just, just lay on, lay on the couch or lay in bed and just play, play, plays a little bit. It's been really cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the only other thing I've been playing is Harvestella, which came out Harvestella. yesterday. I know. So I, I saw. I've not played a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> curious to hear. Um, yeah, if, what what the what the madness of this weird time traveling anime lady, if anything yeah. more has crazy happened. I also find it really it, entertaining what, that like people were just like I, I saw honestly like this game just kind of dropped. I f- I feel like people didn't realize it. Like there's a lot of people on Twitter just like wait that's out and there was like no real. In, in fairness, is uh, like I think that's like the unfortunate God of War. Yes, so- Sonic it's... Frontiers, Pokemon effect, like all three of these games are like coming out like next week and the week after. And I think that's like been taking up all the all of God the of video War. game. 
like uh, the review, the reviews just dropped. I, I feel like that like ate up the whole yep. video game conversation. Uh, I was anticipating it, so I was like, "Oh, it's yeah, November fourth. It, it is my day to go, <laughs> go yeah. harvest with my anime girlfriend. Let's go, let's go." Um, so yeah, it it, it was definitely like uh, I was kind of hoping that it would maybe like give me a recap <laughs> from. <laughs> so I just like started up. It's like chapter three. Hey, this is wild! Immediately, just <laughs> like anime girl shows Excellent. up. Hey, there's like this thing going on outside. I go outside. There's a dome around my farm, and there's just like a little floating orange fairy there. Like, hi, I'm one of the four great fairies. I'm like, all right, I guess we're <laughs> we're fucking it's in it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just like right away, of like, okay, we're <laughs> four great oh, yeah. fairies. There's one for each season. Uh, there's like it's there a whole character that you get to name each of these. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they have default names. Thank God, because I can't think of like a fall yeah, season name. Fall name for <laughs> this fairy god, whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then like it very much opens wide up of like okay, um, right out the bat, Arya, the time traveler lady she joins your party so if you go to any dungeons whatever way um you can she'll she'll be with you cool. you unlock a new class right away uh that you get from her which is like a pugilist class basically mm-hmm. um but a lot of that the comment in the game is like based on elemental uh, attacking weaknesses so the pugilist in this i forget what they had it's like the reveler or something they have a name for it mm-hmm. um that they like they can switch elements of their their punches so their like base attack will will change elements which is cool yeah um i didn't really get to play with them because now all the enemies are level 10 so i went out into the woods as my level one pugilist and immediately died uh (laughs) and was like all right gotta relearn this game i guess Mm, yeah um and it it like chapter three it's like all right there's three main quest lines one for each of the the three other major regions uh and there's like three other towns and and cities and whatever and there's one for each of the other uh seasons so like the first uh the sea slight these like big crystals uh the first one you do is fall and the dungeon around it is very fall themed um so now it's like okay, it introduces a character kind of from each of the the east, west, and south regions mm-hmm. uh, that seem to be like kind of like your major characters for these plot lines, and it's like you can kind of go do whichever one you want first, which I think is pretty cool. I, I imagine you're going to be hitting a level battle in in some of those like harder ones. So I just you know I went to the easiest one and I died in in a few seconds. So, oh, <laughs> um, but again, I was using my not leveled up class. Um, so that's really all I've gotten to do. I did like, there's some side quests now, uh, where you're doing errands for other characters. I don't know. I haven't seen anything more in like how to level up your relationships with stuff, Mm -hmm. but I did unlock a bunch of like farm actual equipment. So it's like a miller and like something that'll make flour and something like you broke the, you broke the dome, the fairy dome. Yeah, the, well, the, the thing is, like, after you beat a dungeon, quietus happens for, like, one night, so that would kill my farm, so the fairy put up the dome to not kill my oh, farm, because okay. I, I, as the player, would not have known that, so it was, it was clearly, like, protect, protect. telling me, like, hey, you know, this is, after you do a major dungeon, make sure you're done with your crops, because they're probably all gonna die. Ah, uh, um, got it. Interesting. 
And I, I think it was kind of tutorializing that for me. Um, but now there's also like what I appreciate is the the fairy adds like this like book of um, like tasks to do like uh, like just general achievement type stuff that unlock um, upgrades for the farm, up, uh, unlock new recipes for farm equipment. Uh, like one upgraded it so I can like charge the plow and I can do three spots at once with the plow. Um, and then there is an, a different tab for each of the other fairies that I've yet to find um, in each of the, the mm-hmm. six lights. And this feels like the whole game, but I have a feeling, you know, going off time travel anime lady and, and kind of the relationship I established with her, I have a feeling there's like a lot more past that. So it's, it's cool how much it opens up right away. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I haven't gotten to play too much, but I am excited to play more. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm intrigued to hear uh, what 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 she will say. But yeah, we'll we'll have to probably get into that in the next episode for sure. And I'll uh, be sure also to have more Mario Rabbits talk. Um, yeah, but that, Pokemon. We'll have Pokemon. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's probably gonna do it for this episode. It's gonna be mm-hmm. shorter than our normal ones, but that's because sometimes we can be mad men but we had a lot of games to talk about still and it was fun to talk about all that stuff and we'll have even more to talk about like you said uh we'll definitely have i'll definitely talk more mario rabbits you got more harvestella pokemon i can't wait for pokemon to be here i might you know roll the dice getting a little wet and wild here i might check out sonic frontiers we'll see Whoa! Uh, but i i I mean that's that's gonna be that i will be completely honest and say that is gonna be um Let's see what review scores it gets, and if it gets <laughs> decent review scores, then then I'll go. Okay, I'll go buy this. Um, that is where I'm at with the Callisto Protocol. So I understand. hey yeah yeah that, that's a good one to call it too because I, I do want to play that as well. But that's but that's also mm-hmm. a good call for that because there's just so many games coming out right now. So many I just don't have that time. <laughs> yeah the yeah, and then like you said, you know that did not at all Nintendo related, but God of War is imminent, and I want and I kind of want to play that because yeah. I enjoyed that first game enough and. You know, I'll yeah, be you, playing that as well. If you have, you're not a Nintendo fan, I'm sure we'll maybe figure out a way to talk about we it. We might play. do a spoiler cast for that game. Yeah, that, was, that could be I one was, of the I ones was, where it's big enough. I was thinking a spoiler cast or like a review discussion would be good for that game because there probably will be a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. For sure. So not Nintendo related, but hey, that's, you know, content we'll have Irrational soon. Irrational Passions related. Irrational Passions related. That's right. That's where you can find us. YouTube.com slash Irrational Passions. IrrationalPassions.com. We do have a website. Quinn Quinn wrote something recently. I know I know there's not mm-hmm. as much writing as we used to have, but you know it comes up every so often. You know when people got time time for it. You know people we we got some. Yeah. We, everyone's busy with stuff going on. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody as always for uh, hanging out with us, listening, watching, uh, wherever you're doing that. We really appreciate it. Um, we will have we'll be back in November. Even though this is in November, um, we'll be back later in November to talk again. Like I said, Pokemon, um, um, Mario Rabbids, Stella, um, any potential Nintendo news? Probably not much. That'll probably, like you said, it'll probably be December with maybe any potential announcements at the Game Awards. We also know like Mario Kart DLC, the next week of DLC is probably pretty soon here. So we'll probably talk about that as well and probably stream oh, yeah. or play that. That'll be fun. That's probably December. Yeah, that's yeah, it's definitely pretty soon here for sure. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for now. Thanks everybody again. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.